Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 558, recorded live on May 13th, 2018, and here are your hosts, the man whose unexpected trip was yesterday, Dave Pullen. Hi. And the man whose unexpected trip was this morning, Andy Lowe. Hi. How, how long was your unexpected trip? Well, I was in Battle Creek, so... It's what, like 40-minute drive? 30-minute drive. Okay. And then, you know, we had a, one of our servers was down. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. It's a 30-minute drive and then an hour of troubleshooting and then two hours of fixing. Not, no, not that bad, especially since I emailed the guys. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, that's happened. Here's, here's, a, here's a PDF and a Word doc of the walkthrough of how to fix it. And I'm like, hmm. This has happened enough times that you have created documentation. Documentation in two forms. <laughs> Perhaps we should figure out the root cause. Well, it's a it's a firmware issue, so I upgraded the firmware, and it's like you know, okay, so we've had this problem with it, and we've had this problem with it, and this problem with it. And it's just like okay, that's a a lot of individual steps I have to go through just to upgrade the firmware. Hmm. Right, but like if it's a problem that has happened before like this, mm-hmm. is it like what about the firmware is it? It's problems that have been corrected with the update, but in order to update, <laughs> you must okay. jump through many hoops. <clears throat> do, you, do you have a list of the stations that need said update? Uh, there... Because it feels like you're going to have to do this no matter what. Yeah, I think it's just I think it's just that one right now. Okay. Yeah, no, I think it's just that one. All right. I went to Milwaukee yesterday. <laughs> it's a bit more than, uh, what, was that about an hour drive? It's an hour and a half drive. Okay. That That's like you guys unexpectedly going to Ann Arbor. Yes. It's just like, yeah, yeah, no, I can I can totally come out there, do that drive. That's, that's no big problem. Yeah. No biggie. Just takes, you know, most of the day. Have the, the dog. Is, did you spend less than three hours in Milwaukee? No. Okay, good. We spent like six or seven hours in Milwaukee. Because that, that's, my, that's my normal rule normally is that, you know, I don't want to spend more time in the car. Than at the destination? Than at the destination, yeah. I see. You want to come to a picnic? Where? In Madison? Uh, I think I'm going to pass. All right. It's a picnic that like has a whole section designed for kids. Yes. Toddlers. But how long is the drive from Kalamazoo to Madison? Uh, five hours? Five and a half hours? Hmm. Oh, there you are. I was like, well, I don't have Dave in there. No, I have him under David. Uh, four hours and 30 minutes. So, you know, plus a little extra time because traveling with an infant. Mm-hmm. It's like five hours. Yeah, no. Okay. You've done, I think, like three hours with him in the car. Two and a half, I think, is the longest we've done. Oh, I know. I've already told him we're not going to Madison. <laughs> She's like, no. Yeah, the most we've done is about two, two and a half hours in the car in one go. And that was even painful. <clears throat> now we stopped. Yeah. So yeah, no, we're 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 good. Okay, maybe next year. We'll, we'll try it out. We're gonna go visit uh, Hans. Oh, neat! Year. So that's going to be the uh, big try. So driving down to DC. It's not in DC. I thought he was in DC. No, no. Where's Hans? 
West Virginia. Okay, well, so how far out of D.C. is Hans? Uh, let's look. <laughs> According to um, the uh, Google Maps here, he is four and a half hours outside of D.C. Oh, shit. All right, he's way out of D.C. Yeah. He's in that part okay. of West Virginia that you think is either Ohio or Pennsylvania. That is that is a very far place. Yeah. Well, okay then. The end of it. Okay, there it is. I was trying to figure out where the uh, very the very tip of West Virginia is, and it's on the Ohio River. Yes, it follows the river. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, so he's in that weird little finger bit of West Virginia. Is, is this the RA podcast geography lesson? today yes yes, is that what we're doing okay just i'm okay with it just wanted to make sure because then i should load up google maps and so i so i can do this as well well you know what the shape of west virginia looks like like yeah roughly yeah so if you know if you if you put your you put your pointer finger out and then you stick your thumb out but only a little with your left hand right your left hand yeah yeah he's on like he's at your like your first knuckle of your pointer finger isn't that the one that's closer to dc no, no, he's on the north finger. North finger. Your thumb oh, is so with your right. Closer to DC. I, I see. Okay, that's that's a very different understanding of the shape of West Virginia than what I had. You have your pointer finger up and your hand facing away from you. Yeah. Oh, would you have it? Flip oh, your like hand. That? Okay. And turn it like a gun. That also could. Well, no, because I think your finger is bigger than the thumb section. But the the part that sticks up in West Virginia, the spike, is really thin. Okay, so chop your finger in half. <laughs> shave off half your finger. Yeah, You're good. shave it off. You know, no, yeah. you won't miss it. You don't need that finger anyway. It's your left hand. <laughs> yeah. No one, no one uses their left hand. Do you remember the time where I broke my left wrist? Nope. You don't? I actually do not. Shoot, was that... Fifth grade? No, fifth grade was when I had my appendix out. When did I break my wrist? But yeah, no, I I broke my left wrist, and so I was in a cast for all summer. Oh, that had to be awful. That sucked. That had to be awful. Yeah. Oh, at least it wasn't during the school year, because that would have been even worse. If I couldn't actually, like, write with my left hand and all the stuff there, it was, oh. But yeah, no, having the summer with your arm in a cast that you can't get <laughs> wet. So bad. Was that was that when you were doing swimming too? Yes, yes, that was. So you couldn't do the thing that you you were like as an activity doing. Nope, nope. I only did half the uh, half that season because I think we broke. I broke it over the July Fourth weekend. I think so. Yeah, no, that was that sucked so much, so much. I I don't have anything to, to say to that. Like I've never broken my hands. I broke my elbow couple years ago so you had to be in a sling or yep there was no cast because there was literally nothing they could do for it uh because the bone hadn't split along the the uh, so if, if you think of a bone right yep. you have the two axes that are a, across the bone i guess and then the one axis that is along the bone yes and most people, when they break a bone, break it across the bone. Yeah. So you're, like tearing, was, you're tearing a hot dog in two. Yeah. My, mine was if you, like, stood the hot dog up and took a knife to the end of it and, like, shoved the knife into the hot dog. Oh, like a corn dog. Yeah. I broke my arm like a corn dog. <laughs> like a corn dog. 
So that's where the split was, which means there was like literally nothing we could do about it. No, no, because you, you, how do you, how do you, you can't um, set that. No. It's, it's not that it broke. It just, it split. That would not have been good. No, nope. And now I can tell when it's going to rain. <laughs> oh, because it, it, the pressure change bugs. Yeah, you? my my arm gets a little like ow. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a fun and exciting time. Thankfully, my job does not depend on me like doing things with my hands. <laughs> right. So on this episode of How'd You Break Yourself podcast, <laughs> R- random breaks podcast, the random break podcast. I, I have a cold. Does that also count right now? Well, the weather recently has just been all over the place. Oh, like, my know, God. I wore yes. shorts one day to work just because it was freaking, you know, like 90 degrees. And then, you know, I wake up earlier this week and it's like 40. And I'm like, well, shit, not wearing shorts anymore. Yep. Switch back we, to my winter coat. We, we, no, 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 I refuse. It could snow again. I will not switch back to my winter coat. But it was like 40 degrees outside. My summer coat does nope. not handle 40 degrees. Nope, nope, nope. My my spring and fall coat can can handle 40 degrees. I don't have a summer coat because you shouldn't need a coat in the summer. I guess like a windbreaker could count. Well, yeah, so my, my winter coat is pretty much just a windbreaker. Or my, no, my summer coat. coat. Okay. My winter coat like, is like a down-filled giant be a that wraps me up and goes, mmm. Yeah, it's that like nice, loving embrace that is a, a good winter jacket. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I put mine away a couple weeks ago, and I've refused to take it out. It is the principle of the thing. But, yeah, no, it, it, went, it went from 80 degrees to 40 degrees. Actually, it went from 80 degrees to 30 degrees. Uh, because it did snow a little bit on like Thursday morning, we had rain and snow. So yay, Midwest weather! And the weather when we come back from work should be the weather when we come back. My Kalamazoo weather is not my normal weather. This is weird. Oh, tomorrow high of seventy-eight. What? <laughs> what? What's? What's? Wait a minute. Checking mine. I want to know what my mind tomorrow is. I have 74. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So, yeah, that that was that was an interesting week of summer, spring, summer, fall, spring. I don't know anymore. I planted some basil outside, though, so that's that's exciting. That's the new exciting thing. Isaac is moving up in car seats. Ooh, like moving up through the ranks of car seats? Well, he's he's uh, th- there are weight limits on his current car seat. Yeah. And he's also getting too long, says Kate. Oh, he's still got 10 pounds? Oh. Oh. Sorry, it's not his weight. It's his length. He's too tall for the car seat. Yeah. I guess the current car seat is 30 pounds or 30 inches in length. Whichever comes first. Yeah. And he is uh, 21 pounds, maybe 22 at his current rate of weight gain. Um, but he's like already 28 inches. So sort of crazy how quickly babies gain weight. There's a, uh, we have, so we have an app, you know, where we're tracking this. Okay. And you look at the the thing there and they actually have the chart on there. Um, no, I don't want feedings. (laughs) I want size measurements. It's just ridiculous, you know? Well, I mean, when you start out at only a couple pounds. Yeah. 
Yeah. If a baby is seven pounds when he first starts out, he's going yeah. to be approximately 14 pounds by three months. He's going to double in size in three months. Yeah. I have a friend whose baby was four months premature. Oh, God. Yeah. So he's gotten to see that kid double in size several times. I just think he was like seven some odd pounds now. Oh, <clears throat> oh boy. Yep. So uh, should we talk about actual topics? I suppose this is really just like two old men sitting on the porch now, isn't it? Hetridge Farm remembers. I'm sorry, who remembers? Hetridge Farm remembers. Pepperidge. He- Pepperidge? You're going to look it up. Go for it. Pepperidge. Wow. Well, never mind. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Yes. <laughs> when they were called Pepperidge Farm. Pepperidge Farm is owned by Campbell Soup. Of course they are. And who owns Campbell Soup? I'm not sure who owns Campbell's Soup. Oh, come on. It's got to be someone, right? Campbell's can't be their own company. No, I think they're their own company. About us. On the exchange of CPB. All right. Might actually be their own company. Do, do you see how much they own, though? Oh, do they own, like, everything? They own Campbell's, they own Pace, they own Prego, they own Pepperidge Farm, they own V8, they own they own Swanson Broth. It's uh, not too much. Franco-American, Ragoletto. They used to own Godiva Chocolates. Do they own it or, like, own the, the um, distribution rights to it? No, they used to own the, the brand, and they sold it after 2007. Hey, they have a plant in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Way to bring that one back. Yeah. Okay. I don't know where we're going with that. Um, But I do know that stuff's happening. Yes. For instance, E3 is coming up. In June next month. So expect to see some of the predictions and some of the stuff coming out and... Um, Sony has already made a statement, A, they're going to be swapping up their, their format. So if you've watched Sony's, uh, press events at E3, they're usually like rapid fire. Here's 13 new titles and all the cool things that we're working on this year. They're going to try and focus in a little bit and do a deeper dive into some of the new titles. So instead of hearing is they don't have a lot to show you. Yeah, probably. Because instead of the, like, 10-second clip of the new thing, they want to do, like, a more in-depth demo, and here's what it looks like. Uh, they're also not doing any new hardware this year. Yet, you know, Bethesda says that this might be their longest E3 show yet. Yep. Uh, Bethesda is probably going to be doing... Because that just leaked... Um, so I guess spoilers, if you if you care about that sort of thing. Uh, but I just saw it somewhere. I don't know where it went, but it's somewhere that um, 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 Walmart just leaked accidentally some of the, the products from E3 this year, including Borderlands 3. I know plenty of people who will be uh, liking that. Yep. But that's not Bethesda, is it? That's Gearbox, right? Yeah, that's Gearbox in 2K. Ooh, I wonder if Bethesda's going to announce Elder Scrolls 6. Oh, no, they're just doing Rage 2. Lame. 
I'm hoping, man. I'm tired of buying Skyrim. I want to buy something else <laughs> that's like Skyrim. Yeah, I don't even know what, what Rage 2, like, what is Rage? Have I completely missed the boat on something again? I don't know. Rage currently is $10 on Steam. Well, you could try it out if you have 10 bucks to drop. Yep, I mean, I do, but I also don't have time. Powered by id Technology, developed by id, published by Bethesda. So you want to know what's surprising, and we can use this to move on to a different topic. Sure, go for it, because I'm just wallowing here. Uh, is Nintendo actually announced a whole bunch of their stuff <clears throat> for Switch Online this week. Okay. Even though, you know, I feel like, you know, if, you, if you're doing an online feature for the Switch, I feel like E3 would be the perfect time to lay it all out there. But no, Nintendo put out information now. What's their information? Well, basically, what the hell is Nintendo Switch Online? Oh, okay. I thought you meant they were putting information about the Switch online. No, 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 no. They're putting out information about Switch Online. Yes, the subscription-based online service for Switch games. So, Xbox Live. Yes-ish. Slash PlayStation Network. Yes. Probably more PlayStation Network than Xbox. Uh, yeah, more PlayStation Network than Xbox, yeah. So, online multiplayer. Yes, the main feature of Nintendo Switch Online is online multiplayer for games like Mario Kart 8, Splatoon 2, and ARMS. At launch, multiplayer connectivity was free. But as of September this year, Switch owners will have to pay to play the games online. Yep. But they also, you know, will be have the ability to play a library of Nintendo Entertainment System games. Like... NES games, Nintendo Entertainment System? Yes. Okay. The service will launch with 20 games, including Soccer, Tennis, Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 3, but not 2, Legends of Zelda, Donkey Kong, Dr. Mario, Ice Climber, and Balloon Fight. So, the Virtual Console... There's some solid games in there. Um, Virtual Console is going away. to To be clear, that's only 10 games. And it'll launch with 20. Oh, more to be revealed. There it is. Okay. Yeah. So maybe... Maybe like, you know, Maybe Super Mario 2 will be on there? Not likely. They, they probably would have already announced it. Yeah. But just go look at the uh, NES Classic and see what games are on there. That, that's probably a good hint about what games would come out on this. True. Yeah, Virtual Console kind of gone, kind of just built into it, I guess. Well, no, because you're not paying for individual games. You're paying for a subscription to play the games. Yes. We've talked about that, though, right? Yeah. What would what would be the price to have access to all of the Steam library? That would be nice. So, yeah. Um, so, the, the cost of this Nintendo Switch Online, mm-hmm. uh, there are several tiers. Uh, one month for $4, three months for $8, or a year for 20 bucks but that's just for a single user there is a family membership program that you can do which uh one person can invite up to seven other people to be part of their family group whoa tendo's thinking about big families here yeah eight people for 35 dollars a year a year okay Starting, uh, actually in two days, it will be possible to create a Nintendo account family group via your Nintendo account settings. Up to eight Nintendo accounts, including child accounts, can be linked as a family group. Neat. So that, that's the price point right there. It's like, oh, okay, now I... Because you're looking at it going, this is a, it's a very so-so sort of thing there. It's like, yeah, okay, so you get to 
play whatever games Nintendo, you know, lets you play. You can't really buy them anymore. So this is your option for playing the classics. Mm-hmm. There are cloud saves, <coughs> which are nice because there are no other free offline options to back up save data from the system's internal storage. Um, it has a companion app that lets you do a couple things as well. But yeah, so uh, I feel like this would be, you know, something that would be perfect during Nintendo's keynote. Be like, hey, here's this new thing that we're doing. It's going to be coming out in September. Here's as all the information that we want to tell you. Yeah, Instead, but Nintendo's never really, like, liked E3, right? Like, the last couple of years, they've just done their own thing anyway. Like, they've been at E3, but they've also just broadcast their stuff on the Nintendo weekly whatever. I, I don't know. It's... <sighs> I just, hmm. I, I, I wonder what the, my big question right now is what the heck is the limitation going to be on the $35 eight person account? Cause you know, I feel like you and Brian <clears throat> and anybody else who's a switch owner could probably get, you know, single account or a single, single, yeah, single yeah. person and invite seven people each pay them five bucks rather than the 20 bucks. Yeah. And you know, boom, eight people, 20, you know, heck even, you know, say, Hey, you know, I'll give it to you for seven. But like what information do you need to share? Do you I need, need to, to know, according to their thing, you just need to know their Nintendo account information. Hmm. Yeah. Could make a quick buck on that. Mm-hmm. Resell it for like $7 each. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so I feel like that was like, you know, E3 news that should have been at E3. But yeah, as we said. All right, so Sony's got no new hardware. Nintendo's already talking about shit. Yep. We still have to wait for Microsoft. Bethesda is teasing a game. And one of their longest E3 things as possible. Huh? Bethesda said during their thing that this might be their longest E3 keynote ever. That that would be cool. What if what if they actually have like everything set up that they've got Fallout? Oh, they they won't do Fallout Five, right? Fallout Four is still too new. Yeah, but they could do like a DLC. They could have made like some huge expansion to it and Elder Scrolls Six. And Rage, that like that that that's possible because they are developing Rage. They are producing it. They are they're publishing it. Don't take it away from me. I'm really hoping for Elder Scrolls Six soon. I'm I'm getting kind of tired of waiting, and I'm getting kind of tired of buying Skyrim again and again. I'm about to perhaps buy it for a third time. Just on a different platform. Uh, for PlayStation VR. Because mm. I might buy a PlayStation Pro and PSVR. No comments on that. Really, Andy? Sorry, I'm looking at to see how many Fallout 4 expansions are already out there. There's already six? What? Yeah. I lost track. Automatron, Wasteland yep. Workshop, Far Harbor, Contraptions yep. Workshop, vault Workshop, and Nuka World. Okay. Yeah, those are those are the same ones then. They haven't come out with new ones in a while. Then Nuka World was was a while ago. August 30th, 2016. Yeah. So. I forgot about Far Harbor. I evidently have all of those. <laughs> See, well, because I, I, I bought the season pass. Ah. And so it's like, here, you just get all the new DLC automatically for free. Well, not for free. You had to buy the season pass. Oh, season passes. So what's up with the uh, Steam on your phone? So, you know what the Steam Link does, right? We've talked about that. Yeah, that's the thing. It's that little box that you can play Steam on another computer that's not your computer. Mm, close. 
you can you can play Steam on another screen that is not your computer. Okay. Right? It's it's a it's a sling box. It slings Steam from your computer to like your large television. Yes. And it handles the input and just sends the input back and then your computer is really running Steam and then it sends the output back and it's just it does that. Well, there's not much difference between doing that on a 55-inch HD TV and your phone. They're both screens. And so Valve is developing uh, an, an update, essentially, for the Steam, uh, Steam Link so that it can push the video to your phone. Oh, well, that would make sense. So you'd be able to play Steam games with your desktop's hardware but seeing it on your phone. Hmm. I, I'm a fan of this. In particular, if it means I can use like the Google Cardboard or the Samsung Galaxy uh, Oculus so I could play Steam games on my phone in VR where all the hardware is just rendering it on the computer. Like the graphics happen upstairs and it just sends that to the phone wirelessly. So you could play this while you're on the John. I yes, but again, for for me, it would be for the VR aspect. So you could play this while lying down on the couch. Uh, yes, and that I could play it in virtual reality. Okay. What is your fascination with playing games while like in the bathroom? People do that. Yes, I, I'm aware. That's not. I, I hadn't said anything about that. And that's where you went. But I just, you know, think it will. Okay. How's how's Witchwood, by the way? Oh, God. I've gotten... I still have not done anything with that stupid time tinker. Toki? Yeah, whatever her stupid yeah. name is. So my, my friend gave me advice on Toki on how he beat Toki. Yeah. He pretended she didn't have a hero power. I haven't used her hero power. Uh, what, I've used it maybe like one or two times. Mm-hmm. He built his deck pretending that she didn't have a hero power. Yeah, I could see that, yeah. And that's that's how he beat her. Uh, the most I've gotten is uh, seven. No, six. Sorry. I've beaten six. So close. So close. Ugh. So okay. freaking annoying. So anyway, yeah, uh, Steam is, is do Valve is doing this, and it's interesting to see um, what the fallout of that will be and whether or not it's it's a success and... I mean, I, I kind of like the idea of being able to plug my phone into the VR headset and just playing wherever. I could be interesting, yeah. But if you're going to do you know VR with Steam, why don't you just get a... Um, a Vive? Yeah. Because they are how much? A lot. They're a lot of money, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, HTC Vive is $500. <laughs> And then you need to, like, you know, set it up in a large open area. I, I don't have a large open area. Yeah, no, that would, yeah. I could set up a large open area, like move some furniture around and designate an area as this is now the VR room. Okay, now I kind of want to do that, like secretly want to do that. Um, we should move on. Okay. Uh, Steam review data. Yeah. Someone, I, I thought you might get a kick out of this. Someone scraped the Steam reviews. Okay. And, and like, did a small analysis of the data. And so they developed crawlers that went through and pulled out a bunch of Steam reviews. Uh, they limited them to reviews that had been posted within the last six minutes 
so that because they wanted to look at, um, among other things, what are reviews for like people who have put time into the game. So they didn't want to say, oh, you left this review, but you've put in 3000 hours in the game and say, wait a minute, what the heck? Oh, you posted the review a long time ago and you've been playing it since then. Because when you look at a review and it says how much time the user has put into the game, that is not as of the time of the review. Okay. So they looked at reviews just in the last six minutes from when the crawler got to them. Mm. Um, so they, they had a relatively accurate measure of how much time people had put into them. And then they did some analysis and they grouped them together and they uh, drew some conclusions to it. And there's a link to the full study at the bottom, which I am opening only 42% of reviews provide information that deemed valuable to developers looking for feedback on how to improve the game. Right. But think of that another way. 42% of people who are leaving feedback are leaving valuable, usable feedback. That's, that's yeah, that's almost 50. Right. That's actually really good. Yeah. So if you have 100 reviews, 40 of those are going to contain valuable feedback to make yourself or your game better. Players complain more about game design than bugs? Oh, okay, that makes sense. If they didn't like the game versus, like, the bugs were just in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they did a full analysis of this stuff. Like, I'm looking through the, the actual paper that they wrote, and it is a full paper. This is not just a, like, hey, we're a website, we did this. The distribution of playing hours for positive and negative reviews... People who left positive reviews tended to play longer before leaving the review. Well, yeah, because most of the time, if you're going to leave a negative review, I'm not going to spend... Yeah, you do it early. Yeah. Uh, But people would give non-free-to-play, so paid games, longer. Probably because you're like, well, I spent money on this, I might as well give it a try. Free-to-play games, they were... um, a little faster to pull the trigger on reviews. Oh, wow, that's a that's a lot of information in this thing. <laughs> this this is a huge paper. Oof. So speaking of reviews and such, and what developers can do. Yeah. Uh, somebody chatted with one of the uh, Hearthstone game designers. Oh, really? At GDC. A member of Team Five. Yeah. Um, and they asked about. You know, what do they do when they balance a game? And they actually said that it's oh, not actually, they don't actually yeah, look at the data. This quote. I remember this quote. I saw yeah. it earlier. Go ahead. Oh, a lot of it is feel. It's hard to decipher a lot of that information through data. There are so many variables happening over the course of a set, different events and everything. It's really hard to gauge if a specific card succeeded. Did people craft it? Did people play it? Was it the right win rate? The real goal at the end of the day is people having more fun playing Hearthstone. And a lot of times, metrics can inform that. Game balance is not necessary that you want all the classes to have a 50% win rate. Game balance is more that you want there to be a balance of strategies for people to play, a balance of fun things for brand new players to do versus fun things for master level players to do. So his answer to how do you balance games is we just kind of guess. Yeah, it doesn't matter if something's a 65% win rate if everyone's having a good time. So a lot of the nerfs we'll make are on a deck that's like a 48% win rate, but people just really don't like it. I just want to point out, if you have something that has a 65% win rate, then, then, like, why wouldn't everyone just pick it? Well, sometimes and, and then what, what happens when everyone is winning 65% of the time, because unfortunately, in a game like Hearthstone, 
you can't have everyone winning 65% of the time. Nope. But the the most, you know, the shutter walk, that was the latest update actually, which they said, "Okay, we're going to limit shutter walk to 20 battle cries and no more." And you're like, "Really? I, I don't know what shutter walk is." I talked about it like 2 weeks ago. You, and I remember that? I thought I'm the one with the bad memory. I can't tell. I don't remember. I don't remember. Shutterwalk is a card that will replay every battle cry that you have played so far in the game. Okay. Which includes, in this recent deck, battle cries that make duplicates of the card and other battle cries that return all the cards to your hand with a card cost of one. So there's other battle cries out there. The ones that always are great are um, deal three damage to enemy hero, uh, heal your character for three damage. So you play a couple of those, you play cards that can duplicate itself, and you play other cards that will, you know, return cards to your hand for, you know, one health, and then you just play that one one mana cost card, and you do the whole thing all over again. Ah. It's it's like a demented merry-go-round. Once you start going... It just keeps it, going. It just keeps going. It's almost impossible to stop. Okay. The problem is, Shutterwalk is a legendary card. Yes. So, unless you were lucky enough to get a pull, or B, had enough dust around to actually craft it, it's not going to be a card that everybody's going to have right away. So it's a little unfair. Yes. So when people said that there were changes coming up to Shutterwalk, everybody's like, yay! And then they said the changes were that they were speeding up the animations and they were limiting it to 20 battle cries. People were like, yay! No! That's not what we needed. That's not the right fix. Mm-hmm. See, I thought I, I didn't read through the whole article, but I think that this might be the one where he said, like, in the first 30 seconds of us releasing it, more people have played it than we did in the entire playtest. Oh, yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah. Which, I mean, if that's the case, then maybe Hearthstone needs a public test realm. Yeah, 100% of the time, it's slightly different than we thought it would be. In the first 30 seconds of an expansion, people at large have played 100 times more than we did in 14 weeks. Yeah, I still remember um, Dr. Boom was a big one that took everybody by surprise. Everybody's like, even when the card was first announced, everybody was like, eh, it's a so-so card. It's not that bad, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's okay. And then people started playing it, and all of a sudden, you know, crafted entire strategies just around this one card, and you're like, well, shit. (laughs) This one card that summons boom bots? Yep. It's one of those things where, like, when you, you know, start having whole strategies based around just a single card, I feel like that's, that's that's, you know, I see people, like, playing, it's kind of like the void, uh, the cube lock decks. Are you just like, oh, I know what you're playing. Do we have to go through this all? Yes. If you want to play the game, yes. Yeah, but it's goddamn freaking annoying. Then stop playing. I've been trying to play freaking Monster Hunt, but Do what I do and only play the solo adventures. Well, that's what I've been trying to do, but I've been stuck on this stupid rogue. Not stupid rogue, stupid mage. Toki! Mage who can't fire fireballs type of Toki. sad-ass mage are you. So, yeah, it's a mage that just doesn't have fireballs. Which is just wrong. But but if you pull a card that does a random effect and then you take your turn over, it could have a different outcome. Ooh. <laughs> I, I had a Mad Bomber in my hand and I played it and it did 
two damage to me and one damage to uh, the the enemy. And I'm like, okay, let, let's try that again. And I redid my turn and I played the Mad Bomber and it did two damage to me and one damage to one of my minions. <laughs> Boy, that's a great hero power, isn't it? I'm like, wow, that that was really good. That's this this kind of card is is the best kind of card. Everyone loves randomness for the sake of being random. I just it's just you got to pray to the not only that. Not only okay, so her hero power is just, you know, trying to basically pray to RN Jesus. Yep. But, you know, you even have the RN Jesus of what, you know, treasures you're going to get. What um card pools or buckets i think is what they call them you're gonna get it's just it's just too much random and it's i don't like it yeah yeah you get a you get a random boss your hero power is you know redoing your term for random you know battle cries and everything else you have random treasures you have random card buckets it's just just ugh, just so wrong just so wrong. I I got nothing. I've I've got I got through the quest for all four of them, and then I went back and I tried to beat it. I just I can't. I can't. I'm not good enough. I started with the cannoneer first. Ugh. FTC has said that <laughs> the warranty policies of like don't touch this or you void your warranty is not something that people can do. So uh, companies are kind of scrambling right now because they've, they've had those for a long time. Well, so, uh, Sony, uh, the, <laughs> per the warning of the FTC letters that were sent out, Sony, Nintendo have already tried, uh, responded. And what have they said? Well, Sony has revised two aspects of its warranty policy. Um, before, if a Sony console was used with a third-party peripheral, Mad yeah. Cats, or if the warranty seal was altered or removed, the warranty was void. Now the warranty is void if a third-party peripheral specifically causes damage to the product, or if the okay. product is damaged by being opened or serviced by someone not authorized by Sony. That's Simple that's fine. absence or damage of the sticker will not result in a voided warranty if the damage is unrelated. That's good. Now, who's going to say whether the damage is unrelated? Sony. Oh, I think. I mean, yes, but that's my point is like, that's not a good thing. The second change clarifies Sony's existing policy of providing free return shipping for consoles that are in warranty, (laughs) repaired or factory recertified. Previously, that language is not reflected in the warranty policy, despite the service existing. You've been able to ship it for free. Yes, but there was no language of that in the policy. Now there is. Mm hmm. And Nintendo? Nintendo emphasized the high quality of its products and its <laughs> drive to exceed the expectations of its customer. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's see. What is it? Hold on. Let me get the actual thing from Nintendo. Yep. The company issued the following statement. Nintendo builds, a high quali- builds high quality products while also striving to exceed expectations and supporting our customers. We continuously review and refine our support policies to ensure they embody that commitment. Part of that effort, we have updated our warranty text to clarify that Nintendo provides warranty service for defects not caused by the user or by other unauthorized acts. Yep. Revised warranty terms can be found at support, blah, blah, blah. 
so here's here's what the fallout is. You can now break the little sticker that says void if broken. But if you do damage to the system, that is not covered under warranty. No. Yeah, the warranty previously said that this warranty shall not apply if this product A is used with products not sold or licensed by Nintendo, including but not limited to non-licensed game enhancements, blah, 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 adapters, blah, blah, blah. The warranty now reads, this warranty shall not apply if this product has been damaged by products not sold or licensed by Nintendo, including but not limited to adapters, software, and power supplies. So yeah, you can use third-party stuff now. But if it damages the system... Yeah, if it damages the system, then it's not in warranty. Microsoft has says, we are updating our warranties to clarify that having your device prepared by a third party, opening your console, or breaking the seal will not void the warranty. We are further clarifying that the warranty does not apply to damage caused by users third-party parts are repaired by third parties. So yeah, so the FTC says, hey, you know, you can't have these stickers that say warranty of void if removed. So everybody's removed that one specific thing from their warranty wording. You can open it up, but don't fuck around in there. No, you better know what you're doing. Yeah, which I I can kind of respect that. Like, if you do more damage by opening it up, they're not going to cover that. Now, if you could only, you know, convince Apple to make devices that normal people can open. Yeah. I, I think it's in their best interest not to. I don't know. I always love uh, when you go to iFixit and you look at the product and they're just like, yeah, don't even try. Yeah. Don't. Where their teardown is like many, many, many steps. Mm-hmm. I've made a terrible mistake. What'd you do? Well, so I, I need to keep my myself busy during the podcast so I, I have rope here right now and i've i've tied my hand in such a way that i cannot like grab the mouse to click on a different page <laughs> i guess i have a, a left hand so i can use that um what? nvidia's quarterly came out wait 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 what? why what? why what why are you tying yourself up in I, ropes i just explain that andy i i fidget Okay, get a fidget spinner. Get a fidget I have, cube. Don't do you, dude? I have several here. It's right here. I don't know if you can hear that on the microphone. Hold on. Let me listen closely. Yes, yes, I can. I have like several things to fidget with. One of which is a piece of rope. So your your fidget strategy is to turn yourself into Harry Houdini. Sure. It's a piece of rope. It was here. I also have a screwdriver, a golf ball, uh, several USB sticks, scissors. I have safety pins and a chip clip. Uh, hair ties. Twist tie. Um, oh, Finger knives. monster. Knives. I definitely have a couple knives on the table. Do not. I've got an X-Acto knife, but. Ooh. Yeah, I've got, I've got, yeah. I've been, as I sit here looking at my uh, twist tie that has been put into a spring shape. Okay. So anyway, uh, NVIDIA's quarterlies came out. Okay. Their, their, their report for their finances, and they made a lot of money. My guess, hold on, I'm not even, I'm, I'm cryptocurrency? Cryptocurrency. Goddamn Bitcoin miners. Up 10% in the previous quarter, up 66% in the previous year. Profits rose 145% from a year earlier. 
So Bitcoin miners. NVIDIA is raking in the dough. That is ridiculous. Yeah. AMD says cryptocurrency-related sales accounted for about 10% of the overall revenue. Jeez. It'll, it'll come back down. But in the meantime, yeah. Yeah, damn. That's a lot. If cryptocurrency prices continue to fall, we, can, we won't just see miners stop buying new GPUs. We could start seeing them sell their graphics card they already have on the secondary market. Ooh. So they're saying that like Bitcoin miners are going to start unloading graphics cards? If the cryptocurrency prices start to fall. That would be hilarious. All of a sudden the market just drops out. I can buy how many graphics cards for 20 bucks? Really? <laughs> I, can, I can buy four GT what, 1080s for $100? I mean, heavily used. Okay. That makes a difference. Really? What moving components outside of the fan is there on a graphics card? Well, A, the fan. Okay, B, so it's not yeah. about moving components, Andy. Memory doesn't last forever. The more it gets used, the more likely it is to error out. And at some point, well, yeah, I know, it stops being has able a to finite write, number of read-writes. Read How many read-writes do you think the graphics cards are doing when they're mining for bitcoins? <laughs> they're probably running at 100%, right. 24-7. In fact, they're probably being overclocked. Probably. So, yes, used. It makes a difference. Now, does it make enough of a difference where, like, buying a $1,000 graphics card for 100 bucks isn't worth it? I'd, I'd probably still do it. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I actually just had, uh, earlier this week, a stick of RAM go bad on one of our computers. Oh, no. But, Andy, yep. there are no moving parts. <laughs> I know. I was talking about that. I was thinking, wait a second. I just went up to Lansing on Thursday, and the issue with the computer was a bad stick of RAM. Right. Thank you. My boss is like, are you sure it's a bad It's a bad stick? I'm like, well, the computer wasn't booting while I was in there. I removed only that piece, and then and all the of a sudden computer the computer started on. working. That, that sounds like it's just a bad piece of RAM. Yeah, and I put it back in, and it stopped working again. He's like, well, are you sure it wasn't the socket? And I'm like, I then took the exact same computer, because <laughs> I have a spare one just in case, you know, something goes wrong. I have, literally have an entire spare computer specifically yep. for to swap exactly part for part. Yeah. I'm like, I took the other computer, I took a stick out of that one, put it in that socket, turned it on, it ran. And then I took the bad stick, put it in the spare computer, tried turning that one on. It didn't boot. So. Yes. Yes. It's that one stick of RAM. God, that was an annoying day. I got into work at 530. Ooh. And I I was literally ready to go home. And somebody's like, hey, Lansing's trying to reach you. And I'm like, okay. I did a call from their engineer. Yeah, we can't get the studio computer to boot up. We're running the radio station out of the prod room right now. And I'm just like, oh, crap. So p.m., not a.m. Hmm? You said you got in at 5.30. 5.30 a.m. You got there at 5.30 a.m.? Yes. Oh. Because there was a new morning show starting on Thursday. Oh. And so I wanted to make sure that my system was, you know, wired up correctly for it. Oh. I mean, I'm not, I'm not as bad as I used to be. I'm not staying up until 5.30 a.m. But, yeah. So, yeah, I was, you know, ready about to go home. And that happened, and I'm like, well, shit, I'm going to be at work for 12 hours today. Yeah. Yep. And then I thought, you know, I just told everyone, I'm like, you know, I'm just going to try and sleep in. 
a little bit. And then I get a call from the guy running the show at 6 a.m. telling him that he, he can't find it. Like, what do you mean you can't find it? There's only one place it's supposed to be. It was there yesterday. Why is it not there today? It was a user error, by the way. Okay. Can't find it. Oh. Um. So, any? speaking of profit margins and yeah. such, who do you think are the top 25 public game companies from last year? Oh, shit. Public game companies? Public game companies. The top 25. 25, yes. That's, that's, to be clear, that's a lot of names, Andy. Yes. Do you actually want me to come up with all 25? I just want to see how many of these you can get before you get one wrong. Oh, God. In order? No, not in order. I'll okay. give you what rank they are. You just get start uh, naming off people. Activision. Activision Blizzard, number five. Really? Mm-hmm. EA. EA, number eight. Take two. Uh, take two is number 15. Uh, publicly traded? Public companies. Shoot. I should know more of these off the top of my head. Um, the problem is I can never remember which ones are public or not. I mean, Microsoft, but yep, that's number four. Okay. See, I'm, I'm hes- are we talking public on like New York stock exchange or just public, which is to say is Nintendo on the list? Nintendo is on the list. Oh, well then Ubisoft. Nintendo's nine. Ubisoft, Ubisoft, Ubisoft is 12. I don't know if id software is publicly traded, so I'll guess id oh it's not public traded is it nope okay um shoot you want me to keep going nope nope i just wanted to see how far you could get so you got about six yeah before i jump to id yep 10 cent is number one fuck i forgot mobile (laughs) sony's number two apple's number three microsoft apple isn't a game company how much money is Apple making from the Apple App Store? I don't care. Tell me the last game Apple produced. How much money are they making from games? Uh-uh. No, that's not How what you much asked. money are that's they making That's not what you asked. You didn't say list the companies that are making money from games. You said list the top 25 gaming companies. Semantics. Big difference, because I would say Google. Yes, Google's number seven. But they're not a gaming company. For that matter, Tencent isn't either, right? Yet Tencent made... What is Tencent? uh, $118,120 million. Tencent is a holdings company. Subsidiary, Tencent Games and Epic Games and Riot. Okay, no, they make games. That's fine. Tencent is up there. They own Riot. Apple is not a gaming company. Google is not a gaming company. Tencent was making $4 billion off of games every quarter, at least. That's fine. They are a gaming company, which is to say they own a bunch of gaming companies. Apple, without making games, still made about a billion, yeah. almost $2 billion a quarter from yeah. games. And I'm, I'm okay with that statistic. In fact, now that I've loaded the webpage, I totally understand This is top 25 companies by gaming revenue, but I still maintain Apple is not a gaming company. That's like saying Steam is not a gaming company. No, that's like saying Valve isn't a gaming company and Valve makes games. When was the last time Valve made a game? Uh, They have one in development right now. Artifact. Was the last time that Valve made a game? Uh... 
don't know, a little while ago. <laughs> Counter Strike Go, Dota Two. No, they're still developing for Dota Two. Hold on, let's list of Valve Corporation games. Do you want me to go look at the last update date for Dota Two? The last game uh, was The Lab, April fifth, twenty sixteen. Virtual reality game released for free to support the launch of HTC's VR headset. Before that, Left for Dead Survivors, which was an arcade game released in Japan back in twenty fourteen. Andy, I I still think you're in the wrong. I'm sorry. That would I, be saying like right now. If you don't count Artifact, which is, it's a, are they even making the game or is it somebody yeah. else making it in there? Oh, it's Valve. Still don't think right now it, it, Valve would be the same way as anybody else who's not actually, Valve would be Apple. They're just becoming a gaming platform. Except they are still doing research and development and making games. They have game designers on staff. Uh, hold on. Graphics and Game Technologies Evangelist from Apple. Evangelist is not developer. Apple Game Designer salaries are currently listed at somewhere between 85000 to 92000 Okay. Apple has game developers on staff. <laughs> Boom! Oh, it's not a gaming company. Microsoft got game developers on staff. Boom. Microsoft at least has an entertainment division. You saying Apple doesn't have an entertainment division because I I mean, Apple TV. But yeah, Andy, but like, seriously, what's the last time you heard someone say, oh, man, I can't wait to play that new thing that Apple's designing. Granted, for (laughs) Valve, it was four years ago. (laughs) I will even give you that. But that's what aboutism. What about Valve? They haven't done it in four years. Fine. They haven't done it in four years. How long has it been for Apple? I can't believe I fell into what aboutism. <laughs> well, what about Valve? I don't care. Valve's not on this list. They're not a publicly traded company. I'm still waiting to hear you defend Apple. I'm saying Apple is making money from video games. That does not make you a games company. You know who else is making money off of video games? GameStop. Not a lot, but they're making money off of video games. (laughs) Probably making more money off of Hot Topic stuff. Still waiting. Do you know GameStop CEO stepped down? I'm not surprised having watched their stock tank. (laughs) Oh... I'm so sad about that because I kept betting that it's going to come back up and it never comes back up. Because uh, we talked about how GameStop got a new CEO back in February. And now three months later, he has announced his resignation saying that it was only for personal reasons and not due to any disagreement with the company regarding its financial reporting policies or practices or any potential fraud. Yeah. He's also said that he is not entitled to any severance. And he's just stepping away, stepping away. So, yeah, (laughs) new CEO three months later, back to the old interim CEO. Mm -hmm. Because this guy clearly did not help the company. Yes, but they're both agreeing that it was not due to any financial reasons. Yep. So. All right. Um, Ohio is now legalizing fully automated self-driving cars. Ooh. For testing. Well, of course. On public roads. Not to be outdone by Michigan, which has already done that. And, you know, has that whole M-City set up for testing. Yeah. 
Did you see that section of um, the Google I.O. thing where they had the guys from Waymo up? Nope. They actually showed, you know, the car was using uh, machine learning to actually be able to drive in the snow. Neat. And they actually showed, like, what the what – the, um, the, the, they showed the LiDAR information coming back from them while it was snowing. Yeah. And they said, oh, yeah, we used machine learning to kind of literally f- – Figure out how out to the see noise. through this shit. Yeah. And then they showed after the machine learning, like what the car actually saw when it canceled out the noise. And it actually was, wasn't great, but you know, it was still drivable. Yep. Remember, it doesn't have to be perfect. It has to be better than a human. Yes. Cause we are shitty drivers. Yes, we are. That That's a thing. Uh, anything else that you want to hit? Uh, well, there's one on here that's actually not on the topic list. Oh, how dare you? Remember we talked about Block 5? Vaguely. Yes, SpaceX, Block 5. Yes, yep. Right, context, Andy. You can't just say Block 5. Okay, the SpaceX Block 5 Falcon 9 rocket. Yes. Yes, what about it? It launched perfectly Yay. fine. Landed perfectly fine. Well, there was a scrub on the first day. So they were they were dealing with weather, and then literally, like, the countdown had started. And when the countdown had shifted to the rocket, automatically, you know, during the last minute, the rocket is in control of the countdown. Yeah. And something on the rocket threw up a abort message. Really? Yeah. The rocket aborted the launch. With 58 seconds left. Whoa! That's, like... That is very late to abort a launch. Yes. So the computer just didn't didn't like what it saw and said, it "Cause an I, abort." And there was. I don't think um, I can do this. Nope. That's really cool. I I knew that they had scrubbed the launch. I didn't know that the computer had scrubbed the launch. That's really exciting. Yeah, and now Elon Musk says that he's now convinced that the rocket can be flown, landed, and flown again within twenty four hours, and he wants to Ooh. do that next he, year. He does have this tendency, though, to like overpromise everything. Overpromise just, just a hand, just a little bit. So maybe, possibly, but, but like realistically, probably not. Launched, recovered, and launched again in 24 hours. Mm-hmm, that's what he wants to do. So if you had two of them that you could do that with, you could just do essentially a continuous series of launches. Yep, he said, to demonstrate that this is really the case, that this thing doesn't need any regular maintenance, SpaceX plans to launch a Block 5 booster and then refly it again within 24 hours. Literally no actions taken, just like an aircraft, he said. Just refuel it, put it back out, and let it go. How much do you want to bet cargo space on that second launch will be cheaper? I don't know. Because, like, if you were a industry giant who had just spent an incredible amount on building a satellite and you were like, yeah, I want to send this up. And SpaceX is like, OK, we can do that. It will cost this amount. And he's like, cool. It's like, or we could do it the next day or not even we could do it the next day. It's just like, OK, cool. But then you find out that, like, wait a minute. You're you're doing this on essentially an experimental rocket where you you are banking on the fact that you can do this without any sort of checks or maintenance. Uh, No, I'd like a discount, please. Well, the uh, according to some of the math that they've done on this, um, they're not really expecting the price of a Falcon 9 rocket launch to fall below 50 million dollars for some time, because right now he is 
even at its current price of $62 million, um, is the cheapest way to get up into space. Yep. So it's like, okay, you know, if he cuts it lower, he's just undercutting him himself. himself. Yeah, but you can sell more? I guess so. Um, oh, this is a fun little paragraph. I never noticed this. The In terms of the rocket's overall cost, the first stage accounts for 60% of the cost, the upper stage 20%, the fairing 10%, and the remainder are costs associated with the launch itself. Fuel costs between 300000 and half a million dollars. It's just expensive to, to launch a rocket. Launching a rocket costs a lot of money. North of $62 million, it seems. I still love that he's also now trying to catch the fairing. Yep. Literally the nose cone is just supposed to just, you know, fall back to Earth. And disintegrate. And he's trying to catch it. Crazy. Then All he right. wants to catch the, you know, reuse the second stage. Yep. Well, you just so listed off the cost. Yeah. If the second stage becomes reusable, why not? An, yeah. Um. Let's see, what other updates we got here? Oh, so Belgium said that loot boxes were illegal gambling. Okay. EA responded. What What did EA respond with? Uh, was we adamant know. that loot boxes should not be considered gambling because we don't believe... The, the Belgians said that, you know, found that EA and FIFA 18 in violation mm-hmm. of national gambling laws. So they said, we don't believe that FIFA Ultimate Team or loot boxes are gambling. Firstly, because players always receive a specified number of items in each pack. And secondly, we don't provide or authorize any way to cash out or sell items or virtual currency for real money. Um, okay. (laughs) So yeah, no, you'll, you'll always receive a specified number of items in each thing. Yep. Just like, you know, when I buy a lotto ticket, I know the lotto ticket's going to contain six numbers. <laughs> That's a really good way of putting it. Sometimes those six numbers, though, are really good. Most of the time, not so much. Or, uh, you know, it's it's more like the little scratch-off things, right? It's when I buy a ticket, I know there are six scratch-off opportunities. Yes. I think I think that's the better analogy. Okay, yeah, scratch-off ticket. Yeah, the scratch-off ticket is better. Yeah, right. I know it's, I have six chances on this scratch-off ticket. Right. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> and secondly, we don't provide or authorize any way to cash out or sell items or virtual currency for real money. All right, how can we make that an analogy of something that's uh, actually gambling? Well, I, I don't think we need to. Um, because, hang on, what was this, FIFA? Yes. FIFA 18. What are, what are the things that people get in loot boxes in FIFA that are worth things? I don't know. I've never actually played FIFA. Let's see, FIFA Ultimate Team loot boxes. Okay. Here we go. FIFA 18 Ultimate Team Account PS4 14 million squad for $850. (laughs) The squad value is appraised at 14 million coins. I have no idea how to read the the screen that they are putting on here, but I assume they are. so, So there is no way to exchange this for real money. My ass. It's called eBay. There's no, yeah, there's no legitimate way of. Yeah. FIFA 18 Ultimate Team Account, $120. Here's another one for $300. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, 
Uh, looking for FIFA not Ultimate time. Team has been one of the most commercially successful microtransaction models in gaming history, grossing over a billion dollars a year in digital revenue. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd say it's pretty bullshit. Okay, so the uh, packs of FIFA Ultimate Team allows players to purchase card packs containing players, cosmetics, and consumables. So yeah, you could, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Both There's arguments. No legal way of Both arguments out. are bullshit. Yeah. Right. That's that's like going to to Japan and going to the pachinko parlor and being like, "Oh no, there's no way to cash this out for money except next door they cash the chips out for money." Yes. Cuz it's owned by the mob. Oh, EA. Yeah. Okay, um, that's not going to fly in any court. That's that's no. going to be really funny to watch. Yes. Randoms? Randoms. Randoms! Rando, my, my random, my random review. Uh, I would like to review a game called Dungeon Defender. Dungeon, I'm sorry, Dungeon, Dungeon Defense. Dungeon Defense, okay. Dungeon Defense is a... I guess it's a tower defense, kind of. Is it tower defense when you just have up to six slots on one side? Like, you don't build towers as the waves come. You just set your defenses and then click like mad to get them to fire at things that are oncoming. It's it's all, It's all. I guess it's more like a side-scrolling shoot-em-up, except the things that are moving are not... You're not moving, it's all the... I don't know. Okay, so here's the setting. You have a field. It is it is your phone. On the left side are your defenders. On the right side are the incoming waves of heroes. Because you are defending a dungeon from the heroes. You are the bad guys. But you are not bad guy. No, you, you are the bad guys. Like you you really are. Um like your your team you crush can, sparrow between <laughs> I, I have a slime, a wraith, a living sword, a snake, and an ogre. Okay. I, I am the bad guys. I'm okay with that. Um, oh, cool. Just because the, you're right. Anyway. The okay, UI of this game is god-awful. Like, it is re- there is no real instruction. You, you have to figure out. Like, there's just this list of things and I have no idea what what they are when when you click them and how to I like exp yeah there's no instruction there is no guidance it's trial and error and figure things out as you go but you attack you defend rather against these these waves of heroes that are coming to ransack your dungeon and steal all of your hard earned loot uh, and they drop shit because they're heroes. And so you you take their stuff to make yourself better and stronger, and it's just wave after wave after wave. Um, you build the dungeon up more and more, so you get uh, better health. You get a bank in your dungeon so that it can generate more money. Uh, don't ask me how that works. You you have a laboratory so that you can do research and make your dungeon better. Uh, eventually, after a hundred levels you get to make your dungeon an elemental dungeon. And so it changes the screen and it gives you different abilities and different talents. Um, And the the game is surprisingly deep. There's even a whole thing of like, 
at some point the game is going to outpace you that the the difficulty is going to ramp up and so there's a whole rebirth system which is essentially a new game plus system so that you can start over but do better the second time through um the actual gameplay is is just kind of like well you you click the battle button and then things start coming from the screen and you hold your finger down on the screen to attack them and you keep throwing weapons at them until they die. And that's about it. Okay. It's free. It's fun. It's again, the once you figure out the UI, it's, it's not too bad, but like nothing is explained. Nothing at all. So it takes a lot of trial and a lot of exploration, but it's a fun little game. I'm enjoying it. I'm playing as the snake. Okay. That's it. That's, that's the best I can do. Okay. I might pass on this one. I mean, you're that, that's your. Pro- yeah. Okay. I know. Yeah. There's no multiplayer that I've found. I I emphasize that I have found because like the more I play this game, I'm like, what the hell is this to go? Oh, what the when does that come into? There's a hell difficulty. Okay, and like today, I just realized there's quests somehow. I don't know what the quests do. They give you some sort of stone. But what does the stone do? Where like where am I supposed to use this this currency that I'm getting? I'm getting money. Why am I getting money? The, yeah, I really I don't need know. To pay things. I guess it's part of the rebirth store, which gives you bonuses when you do the like reincarnate thing. Well, there is a subreddit for it. There's an entire subreddit for this game. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Mm-hmm. What is it called? Uh, Dungeon Defenders. That is a different game. No, Dungeon Defense. I swear there was a subreddit for it. Where was I looking? There's a Dungeon Defender subreddit. That is a very no. different game. Uh, Dungeon Defense. One word? Yes. Dungeon Defense subreddit. I'll just Reddit. Dungeon Defense. Oh, it's with capitals. Oh, didn't know capitals were required. There's a Discord. Well, there you go. Yeah, it, this is... Wow, there's a lot more... Huh. <laughs> That's interesting. There's a lot more depth to this than I than I thought. Evidently, you can automate part of the game, too. Jeez. I haven't gotten to that part yet. Okay. Yeah. Rubies, or oh. where, do I, where the hell do I get rubies from? <laughs> the fuck is this? I, well, I, speaking of not understanding things, we should hit the random topic. Okay. All right, here we go. Yeah. Random topic is, and this is literally our last random topic, so we need more random, random topics. topics, or we just yes. stop doing this. We've been doing random topics since episode six. Yeah. I guess we'll have to go back to the old way. What, hitting a random Wikipedia article? Yep. You brought this on yourself, Hans. <laughs> you know, Hans is not the only one who can submit random topics. That's true. Everyone can submit random topics. Yes. So if you'd like to submit a random topic, in a few minutes I will tell you how to get in contact with us. <laughs> Please give us random topics. Yes. Right, so the random topic is... 2,000 beach balls being dropped from the Goodyear blimp 
onto your house as Clint Eastwood sings you happy birthday while MC Hammer is emptying bottles of Verner's into the storm drain in front of your house. Wait, what's There's Clint no actual, Eastwood? Uh, Clint Eastwood is sings you happy birthday. Okay. I'd probably tell Clint Eastwood to shut up and leave. I, I have no respect for the man. However, MC Hammer would be definitely invited into the house to drink the Verner's. You're like, hey, man, why are you pouring that down the storm drain? Which, by the way, is a very long way away from my house, uh, as, as I discovered one winter. I don't know where the storm drain is, the nearest one. Probably... I imagine not too far away from your because you live in a pretty flat place. Mm-hmm. So it's probably pretty close. But I live on the side of a hill. Yes, so the, the storm drain is at the bottom of the hill. I did not know that my first winter here. And so when it started to warm up and all the water started to melt, I'm like, well, I better go and unplug the storm drain. Wait, where is it? And I just kept going and going until I got like halfway down the hill and I'm like, forget it. No, that's just a pothole. <laughs> Are you looking on Google Maps? Yes. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely, like, invite MC Hammer inside. Um, there it also is. to get him out of the way of all the falling beach balls, because, like, no one wants to get hit by a bunch of beach balls falling from the sky. <laughs> I just realized, whenever this picture was taken, oh, June 2012, there is a dog technically sitting out in front of our garage in this picture. Things I have never noticed until now. Uh, my, my thought on this whole thing, though, was there was no actual question <laughs> attached to this. Fine, Kate's pointed out that yes, it's a random topic. Right, so we have beach balls falling from the sky, Clint Eastwood singing us happy birthday, and MC Hammer is technically down the street pouring Verners down the storm drain. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd invite MC Hammer in because get him out of the way of the beach balls. And well, I'd tell Clint MC Eastwood Hammer to in leave. our house is already on the opposite side of our neighbor's house. Yeah, Limp. but like, there's wind. If they're dropping a thousand beach balls, no, like, no, no, no one 2, wants 000. to be in the way of that. Two thousand. How many balls? Two thousand. Two. But yeah, so no one wants to be outside for that. Can you even carry two thousand beach balls in the Goodyear balloon? You'd probably have to have like a bag hanging underneath it. And, you know. I mean, two thousand beach balls isn't that many. No, I think yes. Yeah. No one. No one wants to be out inside that. See, I have I have protection of the tree though. The tree is covering like half the house. Oh, so the beach balls can't even get between your house and the tree. No, like they they won't hit your house. They'll just bounce off the tree or get stuck in the stuck tree. Stuck in I suppose. the tree, yeah. You'd be cleaning beach balls out of your tree for the next several years. Yeah, that's gonna be other thing. me. Who's gonna go clean this mess up? Really? Not <laughs> me. Two thousand beach balls. It's like that balloon launch in uh, Cleveland that in San Francisco. No, no, there was one in Cleveland that was balloons. There was also one in San Francisco, wasn't there? Like people got really pissed at it. I don't think so. No, but yeah, if you search for, you know... Yeah, you look up Cleveland Balloon, the second thing on there is Cleveland Balloon Release 1986. Okay. Yeah. United Way released 1.5 million balloons in downtown Cleveland. Oops. Yeah. Wait a minute. Go go search for San Francisco balloons. San Francisco. Balloon incident. Nope, I got home front PR stunt backfires ensign fine. Okay, what'd they do? Yeah, that one. At the Game Developer Conference at GDC, they released thousands of balloons that just scattered across all of San Francisco. Soy-based biodegradable balloons. Hmm. All right, uh, that's it. <laughs> yes, we've reached that point where it's just... There is no more. So 
so uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.